What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Music Buzz, the podcast where we talk music, pop culture, and current events while we get buzzed. I'm your host, Lauren Bremley. Guys, today I am coming back at you with a solo episode. I promise Justine is coming back. She is just busy. It's the summertime and we had some coordination conflicts. And so I'm coming at you today with my favorite albums so far of the year 2021. This is our last episode for July. We're halfway through the year. So what better time to check in and kind of like prepare ourselves for like the end of the year. It's like, where are we right now? What is the standing of best albums that have come out so far? A lot of times I feel like I get to the end of the year and I'm making end of year lists and I've forgotten all this amazing music that came out at the beginning of the year because you were just inundated with so many amazing albums, but it's hard to keep up sometimes. Even for someone like me, whose job it literally is to listen to music and talk about it. So this is just a way to check in and refresh my memory of some amazing albums that have come out. So the day that I'm recording this, it's a Saturday, and apparently it's National Tequila Day. So just in keeping with tradition, I really love a theme. I love a random holiday that has been made up by who knows who. And so in theme, I am drinking a spicy margarita. And by spicy margarita, I mean I literally just poured tequila in a glass on the rocks with some jalapeno limeade from Trader Joe's. And It sounds basic, and that's because it is, but it's so delicious. You could really, really make it a margarita by adding in some triple sec or orange liqueur, but A, I'm too lazy, and B, I'm not trying to get absolutely hammered at 2 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon by myself. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's just not my journey today. Anyway, try out this margarita. Go get jalapeno limeade from Trader Joe's. It's honestly just, it's it's a true delight. Honestly, one of the woes of recording a podcast on a Saturday is that there is constantly noise outside, and my neighbor has decided to mow their lawn at exactly this moment that I'm recording, so if you can hear that in the background, I'm sorry. Okay, let's get right into it. Just to start out, there is no particular order of these albums. I feel like actually ranking them at this point is just too premature. I need to spend some more time with some of these, but I'm just going to talk about why each of these are my favorite so far and highlight some of my favorite songs for you to go listen to if you maybe haven't heard them. Okay, so my first one may come as a bit of a shock to some of you. And I do think that I've talked about this album on a previous episode because Justine has given me a very hard time about it, but I hold firm on my belief that this is one of the best albums of the year so far and probably will hold up as one of the best of the year overall, and that is Nick Jonas's Spaceman. You know Nick Jonas from a little boy band called The Jonas Brothers. Nick Jonas's last solo album was released in 2016 or 2017, and then since then has kind of done more work with The Jonas Brothers. They had like a reunion. They put out another album, which also was fire, by the way. And We first learned about this new solo project when Nick Jonas was a musical guest on SNL, I think earlier this year, and he performed 
the title track spaceman and then the second single was this is heaven so after those two songs which i really enjoyed i wouldn't say spaceman was my favorite necessarily but i liked it and then this is heaven blew me away and so i already knew i was going to enjoy this record so nick wrote all the songs on this record with Mozella and Greg Kirsten, and then Greg Kirsten also produced the record. So both of these songwriters are epically huge Grammy award-winning songwriters whose songs you know and love. Like Mozella co-wrote Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus, Love So Soft by Kelly Clarkson. She co-wrote a lot of the songs on Happiness Begins, the last Jonas Brothers record. Greg Kirsten co-wrote Hello by Adele and Chandelier by Sia, like huge songs. And Greg Kirsten also has, I think, one producer of the year at the Grammys. So he's a big deal. Mozilla is a big deal. And they write these huge pop bangers. So it's no surprise that this album is full of pop bangers. Not to mention Nick Jonas himself. I have to say, he is criminally underrated as an artist and a songwriter and that's not even to mention that he's the most I think respected of the Jonas Brothers like don't even get me started on poor Kevin and poor Joe who are also so talented but that's a conversation for another day I feel like I am a Nick Jonas stan and that's just something that you need to know about me Jealous is still one of the best songs probably that I can remember that like I still cannot get sick of. I have listened to it a billion times and anytime it comes on, I can't skip it. It's so good and it's so catchy and his voice is just flawless. I really truly was so pleasantly surprised by how good the songs on this record Spaceman are and I feel like more people need to give it a chance because I feel like people kind of roll their eyes when it comes to Nick Jonas, but these songs are so good and I feel like people enjoyed This Is Heaven. I feel like that was pretty widely respected as a good song. So if you liked This Is Heaven, check out the rest of the record. There's a song on this record called Delicious that literally is such a Prince vibe. And don't get me wrong, I'm not comparing him to Prince. Prince is like in a league of his own forever. But it's that same kind of energy. And I feel like Prince would approve. It's hard for me to pick a favorite song or even a few favorite songs from this record because I genuinely do like them all there is not a single one that I skip on it it's a no skip record and I know that's insane but (laughs) go listen to it and you will understand but some of my most favorites are deeper love this is heaven obviously nervous too drunk and don't give up on us if I were to pair this album with a life scenario I would pair it with like getting ready for a night out with your friends. You're at your house, you're doing your hair, you're drinking a cocktail before you leave for dinner or drinks or the club or a birthday party or whatever. And you're just getting hyped up, feeling some good pop energy. This is the perfect record for that. Okay, going into my next favorite album so far of the year, we are going to talk about my queen, Julia Michaels record, Not in Chronological Order. I have talked about it a little bit, and everyone, I think if you've listened to this podcast at all ever before, you know how much of a Julia Michaels stan I am. But in case you've been living under a rock, you most likely know Julia Michaels from her song Issues, 
that came out in 2017. That was her first single as an artist. But way before that, she was also writing songs behind the scenes. And she's written a lot of songs for Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez. A lot of these huge pop songs that we know and love once again. And she is truly one of my favorite songwriters. I've said this about her before, but she is someone who you can listen to 10 seconds of a song by any artist and know that she co-wrote it because she has such a stamp that is so specific and unique. And that's what I love so much about her. And this album is no different. I will say some of her older songs could be sad. She's gone through some tumultuous relationships, but right now she is dating JP Sachs, who is another phenomenal singer songwriter. And you might know him from his song that he actually did with Julia Michaels called If the World Was Ending. It was a huge song back in 2019. And I think that they've been dating ever since then. And they seem to be just so happy and so in love. They both released records this year with a lot of happy, lovey songs on it, which I do love. As much as I love a sad song, it's kind of nice to have some joyful, hopeful songs about love. But what I love and appreciate so much about Julia too, is that even the happy songs kind of have like a dark twisted edge to them sometimes. For example, one of my favorite songs on this record is called All Your Exes. And it's the whole premise of the song is I want to live in a world where all your exes are dead. And she just brings such an interesting perspective to even a love song. One of my favorite songs on this record is called Little Did I Know. And there's a line in the first verse that says, the summer before you, I thought love was Shakespearean, more or less a painful experience, only ever real if you're delirious. She has such an interesting way of phrasing things and uses interesting words and not to mention her interesting concepts for songs. But my favorite, favorite, favorite part of Julia Michaels writing is her melodies. They are so infectious and so unique and these songs will just get stuck in your head immediately. She also co-wrote All Your Exes and Little Did I Know, which are like two of my favorite songs on this record, which are clearly about love and like positive relationships with J.P. Sachs. So they wrote those together, which is just so cute and so sweet. And I just love that. This record also is a no skip album for me. And so it is hard to choose my favorite songs from this record. But if I had to choose a few, I would say All Your Exes, Love Is Weird, Little Did I Know, Lie Like This, and Undertone. And they're all just pop bangers. If I had to pair a life situation with this album, I would probably say this is a good one to just have in your earbuds while you're on the subway or riding in a car or on a plane and you're just daydreaming whether it's good or bad happy or sad you're just daydreaming this album just like takes you somewhere else and I feel like you should all listen to it if you haven't okay this next one might be a new one for most of you so stick with me and as Aladdin famously said I can show you the world next up on my list is an album called Roses from a band called the Paper Kites the Paper Kites are a band from Australia, and I guess they would be described as like indie folk rock. I really don't even know how to categorize them. They're just cool. 
Also, I feel like more and more I have such a hard time categorizing bands because I think it's just becoming more and more accepted to like incorporate a lot of different genres in your work. And so it's so hard to nail down something, but I just think their music is so calming and peaceful, but also introspective and beautiful. You may have heard their song Bloom, which is from back in like 2009, 2010, I think. And I feel like it was one of those songs that was in a lot of TV shows and like movie trailers and stuff. It's just beautiful and like haunting. It is one of those songs that even if you don't recognize the band name or know the song title, if you listen to it, nine out of 10 chance you've heard it somewhere. So they just released this record called Roses back in March, which is an album full of duets with amazing women like Julia Stone of Angus and Julia Stone and Aoife O'Donovan, who's in the folk trio I'm With Her and Lydia Cole and Amanda Bergman, all these amazing folky singer-songwriters. And every single song is so heavy in a good way. It makes you feel so many feelings. And I feel like having a different duet partner on each of the songs gives every single song on this record such a variety but the paper kites kind of maintain the bass that pulls everything together the songs are about love and pain and feelings and life I don't even know how to describe it and some of the songs I've had to listen to a few times to even understand what they're about because the music is so gorgeous that I had a hard time even focusing on the words the first one or two times through. The music and the melodies are just so hauntingly beautiful. I could see every single song from this record in a movie at a pivotal moment. And that is what you want in an album. Cinematic as hell. The life scenario I would pair with this record is honestly a quiet wine night at home with a loved one. Maybe dancing or swaying around the kitchen while you cook a pasta dish. Like, I know that's specific, but it it just seems like the vibe. And if you listen to it, I think you'll understand. A few of my favorite songs from this record are Walk Above the City with Marrow, Climb on Your Tears with Aoife O'Donovan, Without Your Love with Julia Stone, and Steal My Heart Away with Ainsley Wills. Seriously, this is the record. If anyone is like, give me an album to listen to start to finish, this is the one I recommend because I just feel like it's so phenomenal. All right, next up is an album that for sure you all know and are very familiar with at this point, and that is Justice by Justin Bieber. And I will not be sorry for including that on this list. In case you missed it, we did just do a very deep breakdown of the evolution of Justin Bieber all the way up through Justice. So if you want to listen to that, you can go back to that episode. It's a few episodes ago called The Evolution of Justin Bieber. Highly recommend. But we talked about this album a little bit, but I just feel like it's held up very well for me. I still do feel like the MLK interludes are a weird choice. But the songs are so good, they do make up for the weirdness. I really love As I Am featuring Khalid. I love Die For You featuring Dominic Fike. I love Ghost. I obviously love Peaches, even though it did get old for me for a minute there. 
And I honestly love Loved by You too. That's one that's kind of been a sleeper hit for me. It kind of came on shuffle recently and I was like, wait, this is a good one and I don't listen to this one enough. So it's one of those albums that has sleeper hits, these songs that are coming through that I'm like, oh yeah, this one's really good too. And so I'm, I'm having a, a moment with each of the songs at a different time. And I think that's the mark of a good album. My favorite Justin moment was Purpose. Like that's his best record. And this is the closest thing we've gotten to Purpose from him. And honestly, with a lot of the tumultuous things that he's gone through in the last several years, I did not think we were getting another album that would be even on the same playing field as Purpose. And this is, and I feel joy about that. I really feel like he's thriving and I feel like we have Hailey Bieber to thank for that. It's hard to even pair a life scenario with this record because it kind of just spans a lot of different vibes. But overall, I feel like the life scenario I would pair with this is like making a TikTok with your 13-year-old cousin or like nephew or something. I feel like it just brings out a youthful side of you And these songs are popping off on TikTok still. Phenomenal record. Again, if you haven't listened to all the songs and you've only listened to the singles, you're missing out. Just go listen to it. You will enjoy it. And you will feel a little bit of shame about that, but that's okay. Just do it. Steer into it. Enjoy what you enjoy and love what you love. And that's Life Lessons with Lo. Now let's get to the next record. This is another one that if you don't know this one, you've been sleeping under a rock. Is that the phrase? (laughs) Living under a rock. You've been living under a rock. That's it. My bad. It is, of course, Sour by our girl, Olivia Rodrigo. I will admit I was a little skeptical about this record because while I liked Driver's License, I felt as though everyone overhyped it so much and were acting like it was the best song anyone had ever heard in their whole entire life. And I, I do feel like that's a grave exaggeration. However, I did enjoy it and I enjoyed Deja Vu. So I was definitely like, I'm going to listen to the record and give it a chance. But I didn't necessarily have that high of expectations. And I was so pleasantly surprised. I've heard some criticisms that people were a little bummed with how low key most of this record is. People were expecting these big pop anthems. Whereas it's a little more scaled back. It's a lot of acoustic songs. It's some sad songs. With one very rogue, like teen angst, like punk rock (laughs) song, which is actually one of my favorites. But I think people just were a little confused by the singles versus what was on the album. However, that's what I like about it the most is it was so unexpected. And while I like those songs, I feel like those are like the big pop moments, Deja Vu and Driver's License, whereas a lot of the other ones almost sound like they could be on a different album. I like that because while I liked those songs, I like a lot more the paired back songs because Olivia Rodrigo's voice is so incredible. And I feel like some of those songs, for example, like Favorite Crime, they showcase her voice more than maybe a driver's license does. Some of my favorite songs from this record are Brutal, Traitor, Good For You, and Favorite Crime. Favorite Crime especially was one that had to grow on me. It was not an initial favorite. And then the more I've heard it, the more I really do enjoy it. Honestly, the life scenario that I would pair with this record is the moment after a breakup where your heart is just broken and you're in your car 
blasting this at full volume on your way to your best friend's house to either talk trash or cry or both. And honestly, if you're listening to this album, it definitely will be both. With a side of like sort of feeling yourself. Like, yeah, my heart is broken, but I'm still that chick or dude, whatever. I'm very curious to see what happens at the Grammys next year. I do feel like this record is going to be a big one. And I'm, of course, excited to see what's next for sweet little Olivia. Okay, next up is one that actually surprised me quite a bit. And that is an album called The Million Masks of God by Manchester Orchestra. Manchester Orchestra is an indie rock band from Atlanta. And again, going back to genre, I don't even feel right calling them an indie rock band because they're just so much more complex than that. But they are from Atlanta, which is my homeland, sort of. And I was trying to remember where I first heard of Manchester Orchestra, and it literally came rushing back to me um, that I used to sit on one of my friend's front porches and we would just play music all the time and her neighbor would come over and play music with us and we would just sit on the front porch and pick ran- like shout out random songs and just play them on guitar and sing together. And there was one night where we just got on a roll of playing Switchfoot songs and Reliant K and we ended up talking for hours about all this music that we loved. And I remember him telling me to listen to the song from Manchester Orchestra called girl with broken wings. And I actually found the note in my phone from 2015 when I wrote it down, when he told me to listen to it. And, um, he actually has since passed away and it's such a beautiful memory to have this note of this song. And there's just like nothing sweeter than someone getting to know you enough to suggest music that they care about, that they think that you will care about too. That's my love language. And It's such a special memory to have. And I remember going to listen to that song and I did really enjoy it. And I have him to thank for this album now because I probably never would have listened to this if I hadn't been introduced back then. So after that, I didn't really get into them until their album that came out in 2017, which is where they released The Gold and The Maze, which are two of my favorite songs of theirs. And I just feel like The lead singer's voice is so unique and their songs are so musically complex and lyrically complex and they're just interesting and different. So The Million Masks of God is actually their sixth record. Then it just came out in February. And I'll be honest, I think this is actually the first record of theirs that I've actually sat and listened through from start to finish. And I think that's because I started doing New Music Fridays on my Instagram stories And that's caused me to actually sit and listen through full albums and not just kind of like pick and choose random songs that I hear people talking about or I, you know, see on certain playlists. I I sit and I listen through full albums. And this one really spoke to me. It's really cool the way that it's been produced. Um, One of the co-producers on it is Ethan Greska, who I've talked about on this podcast several times. I absolutely love him. And he also works with Phoebe Bridgers a lot. So it's kind of that same like almost chaotic vibes, but it just gives this energy to it and is such a balance from these like really emotional lyrics and melodies and like the folky voice that's coming from Andy, the lead singer. It's such a cool balance and just creates something so interesting and unique. And what's really cool too is how 
every single song bleeds right into the next song. So if you're listening in order, it'll just lead straight into the next one without pause. And it's really, really cool. Also, I think another reason why I really gave this record more of a chance than I have with their previous ones is that I actually got this in my Magnolia Record Club box, which is just a subscription service where you get like a hand-picked vinyl every month and it's usually a unique pressing or a cool color or whatever. And so this was actually um, the record of the month a couple months ago when this record came out and it was on this really cool like green tie-dye speckly marbled vinyl. And I was like, this is really unique and cool. And I, I know that I like every Manchester Orchestra song I've heard so far. And so I was like, all right, let's get it. I'm I'm doing it. Now that I've lived with the record a little more, I'm so happy that I do have it on vinyl because it is one that I want to listen to start to finish. Some of my favorite songs on this record are Keel Timing, Bedhead, Telepath, Obstacle, and Way Back. And if I had to pair this record with a real life scenario, I would pair it with a hike in the woods where you're just contemplating life and the meaning of everything. Who am I? What am I doing? This is the record for that moment. Next on my list is a debut album from an artist by the name of Morgan Wade, and it's called Reckless. Morgan is from Virginia, and I think you would I guess, categorize her as a country artist, but she's really interesting and fascinating to me because her songs are not really that country. If you really listen to them, I think her voice is really gritty and raspy and just sounds like she's been smoking cigs for 45 years. So it kind of sounds like it has that country edge to it, but the songs are really catchy and almost poppy, but also have like an edge of rock to them. And there's just a common theme that you can probably hear that I cannot categorize music into genre anymore. It's so hard for me. And I think it's hard for artists because artists just aren't making music in the context of a specific genre anymore. And I actually recently had a friend, shout out Savannah, who gave me a really good suggestion of an episode that we may do um, here soon. But she said, you know, I'm just getting into country and I need a starter pack. Like who can I go to, to listen to, to like get into the genre. And honestly, I really feel like this Morgan Wade record would be great for that because it is kind of a mix of so many different genres, but it is country music, I think at its core. And again, I really am just such a big fan of her voice. It's so unique. It really just has this unique quality to it that I can't even explain. You just have to listen to it. Also, she's just blonde and tatted all over and just seems incredibly cool. And that just, you know, makes me enjoy the music even more when I feel like the artist is just really cool as a person. Some of my favorite songs from this record are Wilder Days, Matches and Metaphors, and Last Cigarette, and the final song on the record, Met You. Honestly, I don't even know if this counts as a real life situation to pair this record with because I don't know how many people actually find themselves in this situation. But if I were to pair it with something, it's like horseback riding on a ranch in New Mexico, running away from an ex-boyfriend's house that you just set on fire. I hope none of you find yourselves in that situation, but if you did, This would be the record to listen to while you're on the run. Next up on my list is 
the album, obviously, from Lake Street Dive. Lake Street Dive has been one of my favorite discoveries of the last several years. They're such a unique band, and they just bring funk and soul and classical jazz and pop all together in this interesting mix of things, and this album is obviously no different. The lead singer, Rachel Price's voice, is one of my favorite voices ever. She is such a disco queen, and she's so gorgeous and just is a 70s vision. I knew as soon as I heard the song Hypotheticals from this album that I was going to love the whole thing. Hypotheticals is one of my favorite songs that's come out so far this year, period. They are such a fun band to see live, so I really hope I get a chance to see them play this album live sometime this year or next year. I think they're on tour with the Avid Brothers right now, which is such an interesting pairing, but 10 out of 10 would go see that show if they haven't already come to Nashville. But I would definitely recommend listening to Hypotheticals, Hush Money, Being a Woman, and Nobody is Stopping You Now from this record. Especially the song Being a Woman Literally, when she said being a woman is a full-time job, she told no lies. Zero lies were told. Relatable content. Honestly, I would pair this record with a backyard barbecue. If you just want to have a good time with your friends, put on music that's just going to be a crowd pleaser, this is the record to do it. Okay, next up, one of my other favorites that's come out so far this year is Southern Curiosity by Fancy Haygood. You may remember Fancy from several years ago. He was managed by Scooter Braun and they did this whole campaign called Who is Fancy where they released his first single and released a music video not showing his face. And so none of the promo for the song showed who he was. And so it was this big mystery like who is this amazing voice? He has since parted ways with Scooter and this is his debut record. And it is so phenomenal. I do love his voice, but I especially love his songwriting. I think he has a really unique perspective, and I love his melodies. When I first started following him several years ago, he would always post little clips of songs that he was writing. And I remember every single one. I was like, I need this recorded right now because it's stuck in my head from hearing it one time. On his Spotify profile, he describes himself as queer Southern pop, and I truly feel like that is the best description because it is pop and it has a tinge of country, but it's not really country. Some of my favorite songs from this record are Don't Blink, Either, Forest, and Good Man. And honestly, life scenario I would pair this with is like, this is what you want to put on when you're cleaning your house on a Sunday. It's chill. It puts you in a good mood, but some of them are just mellow. And honestly, that's the highest praise I could possibly give, to be honest. So go check that one out for sure. Okay, the final one I'm going to talk about in depth is J.P. Sachs's record, Dangerous Levels of Introspection. First of all, can we just talk about what an amazing album title that is? Because introspection can be dangerous. And for those of us who are overthinkers, that's a day-to-day occurrence is like reaching dangerous levels of introspection. Just to give you a refresher, J.P. Sachs is the boyfriend of Julia Michaels. So if that is not the definition of a power couple, I just don't know what is, honestly. JP's songwriting is really unique and very self-deprecating and self-aware and at times painfully honest and similar to Julia Michaels. Sometimes he says things that I'm like, I could never say that, but 
of course I've thought that before. He also is just so good at coming up with these little phrases that are just so simple, but it's like, for example, on his song, A Little Bit Yours, the hook of the song is, you're not mine anymore, but I'm still a little bit yours. Punch me in the freaking face, why don't you? And then in his song, What Keeps Me From It, he says, maybe you're not love anymore. Maybe you're what keeps me from it. Ugh. Sorry if you can hear the train in the background. We just live in constant chaos over here in East Nashville. Julia Michaels also co-wrote a couple of the songs on this album. So they co-wrote songs on each of their albums that both came out this year. Again, power couple energy. Some of my favorite songs on this record are Like That, More of You, Dangerous Levels of Introspection, I Shouldn't Be Here, What Keeps Me From It, A Little Bit Yours, and of course, If the World Was Ending. Honestly, it's still not old to me. And I know that I just named half the songs on the record, but that's just because the whole thing is honestly so good. So go check it out if you haven't. And I mean, this one I would pair with just a long drive at night, preferably down an interstate, deep in your feels, while you're definitely waiting for a text back from a romantic interest. Not to be too specific. Yeah, never been there in my life. No, never. So an album that I was going to include first on this list that I unfortunately realized technically wasn't really released in 2021 is When It's All Said and Done, Take Time by Giveon. If you have TikTok, and honestly, even if you don't have TikTok, you have probably heard Heartbreak Anniversary. It is such a bop. It is a groove. It is a jam. It is R&B goodness. And it was all over TikTok. There was a big TikTok dance to it that everyone was doing. And then, of course, that made the song skyrocket on the charts. You may also know Giveon from the feature on Justin Bieber's hit Peaches along with Daniel Caesar. So what I inevitably discovered happened is he released two sort of half albums last year, one called When It's All Said and Done, and then one called Take Time. So I didn't really discover him until this year. So I hadn't heard either of those albums. And basically what happened is he released them as a joint record in 2021, technically, but these songs were all released in 2020. So I have to go with the technicality. It doesn't count, but it still is honestly my favorite record of this year that I have discovered at least. So I would highly recommend going to check it out. I really like, first of all, his voice is obviously amazing. It's so silky, but what I really like about him is that I feel like R&B sometimes can just go so far into the raunchy side and it just takes away from I think the heart of the music and I think that his music is sexy but it's just not raunchy it's just I think it has depth to it and I just really love this record and so you should go check out obviously Heartbreak Anniversary if you haven't that's 100% gonna be my number one streamed song of 2021 there's just no way that it's not but you should also check out Still Your Best and a song called Last Time with Snow Allegra. So the reason why this list was so particularly hard for me to make, and honestly why all of my end of year lists are so hard for me, is that I listen to so much new music trying to keep up with what's coming out that I don't give myself enough time to really sit with records unless they absolutely blow me away. But sometimes the more you listen to a record, the more you get out of it and the more you love it. And so that really hinders me from, I think, 
enjoying some records as much as I probably would if I gave them some more time. So some of the albums that I am giving myself permission to sit with for a little bit longer, and I think that they could rise to the top of the list potentially, are Introducing by Aaron Frazier. Aaron is the singer and drummer from the band Duran Jones and the Indications, and this is his debut record, which was produced by Dan Arbach of the Black Keys, of course. The record Saying What I'm Thinking from Lainey Wilson. Lainey Wilson is a country artist who is such a badass. I really like her voice. I think it's unique. And she has just good classic country songs. Dark River by Lydia Luce. Lydia Luce is a local Nashville gal and her album is very folky, but it's just haunting and beautiful. And I really do want to spend some more time with those songs. Actual Life by Fred again, who I had never listened to Fred again, but he is, he does a lot of remixing and this song Actual Life basically pulls clips from different artists songs. Like for example, he has one that samples Julia Michaels and remixes them and they're just really interesting and wonderful. Rose Gold by Ashley Monroe. Ashley Monroe is a country Americana artist and this record is really kind of like dark and sexy and I'm really enjoying it so far. Young Heart by Birdie. Birdie, I first heard of, I think when she did a cover of Bonnie Bear's Skinny Love, but she just has this hauntingly gorgeous, angelic voice. And this album is just full of beautiful songs. There's one song that really gives me like Bonnie Raitt, I Can't Make You Love Me energy. And that's really all I want in an album. So that one I need to spend some more time with too. State of the Heart by Patrick Droney. Patrick Droney is an amazing guitarist and amazing songwriter and has this phenomenal voice and just writes really interesting, deep songs that I just love. Deadpan Love by Cautious Clay. You guys have heard me rant about Cautious Clay. I absolutely love him. Well, I guess I should say rave, not rant. But this album just recently came out and I feel like I need to spend some more time with it. It's not quite on my top list, but I need to listen to it some more because there are some songs on it like Dying in the Subtlety that I absolutely love. And then Natalie Shepman, who is from the band Joseph, who I absolutely adore, just released her first solo record called Freshwater in an Empty Vase. And so far, I've only listened to the whole thing one time, but even from that first listen through, I loved every single song. So that's another one I need to give some more time to, as well as don't judge me, but Jaden, AKA the TikTok star, who's been working with Travis Barker and Machine Gun Kelly released a record called Tell Me About Tomorrow. And I'm not going to lie. I rolled my eyes so hard about this kind of music making a comeback, but I am into it. It is bringing me back to high school in the best kind of way. And honestly, the songs are really good. I'm loving the Travis Barker resurgence into the pop culture stratosphere. And then finally, uh, Charlie Adams released an album called Bullseye, and she is a pop artist who just writes these really gorgeous songs with killer melodies and interesting lyrics. And that is another one that just recently came out, so I need to spend some more time with that too. So yeah, those are the ones that are on my radar right now of the best that have come out this year. And I think there are a lot of amazing singles and EPs that have come out this year too. But I think as far as album goes, those are really the ones for me that are top of mind and that I've really enjoyed listening all the way through. Also, I posted on my Instagram story asking people what their favorite album so far of 2021 is. And 
I did not get a lot of responses and I'm just going to go ahead and attribute that to the fact that no one knows what year we're in anymore. And some of the people that did respond, like gave me records that came out in 2020 and I can't blame them. It's like, who can keep track of where we are? I can't, I had to actually look through the dates of which records were released when to remember on top of the fact that there have been a lot of albums that have come out this year that no offense, just aren't that good. Joe Coscarelli, one of the music critics from the New York Times, just tweeted the other day and said, ambient live stream crowd noise is more listenable than a lot of albums I've heard this year. And I just thought that was funny. I mean, obviously, I just listed off a crap ton of albums that I thought were good. So I don't fully agree, but I can see where he's coming from. And I just thought that was funny. But going back to my Instagram poll, I did have a few answers that I thought were really good. First of all, shout out to last episode's guest, Jake Roganbuck, for submitting Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. I did already have that on my list, but I do feel like that's a great choice as like your favorite from 2021 so far because it's just full of bops. And then Mark Thomas said Southern Curiosity by Fancy Haygood, also on my list. Me and my friends, we are just on the same page and I love that about us. And then a really interesting submission from Caroline Acri, thank you for your submission, was Inside by Bo Burnham. And I actually have to admit that I have not seen the full Netflix show that he did. I watched a little bit of it and I just never went back to finish it. But it is very much ingrained in our culture right now. I think it's something that everyone watched and enjoyed. I think it was the talk of the town for the last month or so since it's come out and those songs have made their way onto TikTok and now there's TikTok trends about them and I really feel like I need to finish watching the show in order to just be a part of this society so I'm gonna watch it but Caroline thank you for your submission I think that's one that a lot of people would agree with. So that is the music that we are enjoying so far in 2021. I'm, of course, going to put my favorites in a playlist so you guys can check them out if you want to. And I'll also just make a list so you can look up the artists' names and albums if you are so inclined to go listen to them. And I hope that you are. I hope you find something new and something that you enjoy and maybe wouldn't have listened to otherwise. Okay, so for my currents this week. Obviously, I think I've really just gone through what I'm currently listening to, but I am currently reading a book called The Maidens by author Alex Michalides, I think is how you pronounce his last name. He is the author of a book I read last year called The Silent Patient, which is one of the best books I've read. It sucked me in so quick and I read the whole thing in one Saturday, which is very unusual for me. I don't read that fast. So this is his second book that he's ever released. And obviously I loved the first one. So I'm currently reading that. It's about this secret society at Cambridge University and a professor that people think is a murderer. And I'm really not that far into it to say any more than that. But I feel like that's anything with a secret society I am in for. And I'm also still reading The Body Keeps the Score, which is the book I talked about On the last episode, it's very um, factual, so it's a book that's pretty slow to read, but I'm really getting a lot out of it and learning a lot from it, just about how our bodies are so affected by traumas that we have gone through, whether physical or emotional or mental, whatever, and 
it's interesting to learn how that affects our physical bodies on a day-to-day basis. And then I'm currently watching Big Brother, which is one of my favorite reality shows. I love a strategic social experiment of a show. And this season is actually really good so far. Sometimes you get a dud with people who just suck, but these people on this cast seem to be pretty cool overall, and they're actually playing the game and being strategic, which I love. And of course, I'm still watching Gilmore Girls. I am almost done with season five, which means I only have two seasons left. And then the newer show that just came out, I think like a year or two ago. So I'm looking forward to finishing that too. So that is all I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, please, please, please go subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a review. A review really makes a big difference. So if you could just go give us a nice five stars, if you liked it, maybe say something nice. That really means a lot to us. And if you want to keep up with us, you can follow us on Instagram at musicbuzzpod. My personal Instagram is at Lauren Brumley. And we'll see you next time. In the meantime, stay cool and stay buzzed. Ooh.